Hello everyone, this is As Above, So Below with Jamara Patterson, and today on this week's episode we have a guest that's smiling out of her ass. <laughs> Go ahead and say your name, say whatever about you that you'd like to do. Um, hi, I'm Lillian. Um, I really, really love mental health and earth, so I'm really excited <laughs> for this. Uh, I've never been on a podcast before, so this is going to be really awkward, but hey everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Understandably so, it's awkward for me too. So, cool. <laughs> um, obviously, I know you from work at a gym, mm-hmm. and you went through your, through your own little fitness journey. So, did you want to talk a little bit about that first? And sure. Um, so it all started when I was like a senior in high school. Um, I got really overweight. I was like over two hundred and twenty pounds, and I was like the heaviest I've ever been, Um, but I was happy. I was really, really happy, but I was not healthy. So I joined Planet Fitness. (laughs) That's Lucy. Um, Anybody meet Lucy? (laughs) Um, I joined Planet Fitness and I just started, you know, I didn't know what I was doing. Um, I just started moving my body and really fell in love with that. And over the past year, After that, I started really shedding weight and I started to actually care about, you know, moving my body, what those movements were. And it was really cool to kind of see that progression, not only like my weight difference, but seeing those movements adapt to something that was, you know, cool, you know, seeing my form change, being able to do stuff that I wasn't able to do before. So it, it turned into just not wanting to be skinny and you know, really testing my body's limits. And I kind of fell in love with that journey. So have you never been to the gym before that? Before no. I would go with my mom sometimes because I, I was an athlete all of high school. I played field hockey since I was like eight. Um, and I had so many concussions that I wasn't allowed to play sports anymore. <laughs> I've had like 11 concussions, so I'm not allowed to do anything. Um, so the right call. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then I just... Uh, I became really stagnant and didn't do anything, but the gym, once I got older, became a really cool outlet. Nice. Do you still go regularly? I go every single day. Nice. <laughs> um, so do you think that has, because how has that affected your mental health? Has it made it better? Does sometimes it make it worse? It It's a mixture. So altogether, in the beginning, it made it better. You know, I felt really good about myself. I felt good about what I was doing and like how that was affecting my body. But I felt like I was learning something at the same time. So I felt good in the beginning and soon that manifested into an addiction. You know, I feel like everything in pieces is good. Like everything you can do a little bit of something and it's healthy, but once it starts becoming, you know, I need this, it starts to become unhealthy. And I slowly developed like an eating disorder with exercise. You know, it's really hard to not want to work out for two hours a day Mm -hmm. and really exhaust my body to the point where it's like I'm eating calories, but I'm working them off at the same time. So my body's not getting anything. Um, So it's been a mixture and it's really, I think fitness is a, a journey throughout your entire life. You'll never be perfect. You know, you're always going to have to adapt to something, whether it be mental or physical, there's always going to be change that you need to do. It's a learning curve. Exactly. And it will never, you know, stop. 
I think recently I've been doing the same thing. Like as far as like eating them and burning them off, because I've been focused on getting to like, I think 190. Mm -hmm. And what I've been doing is my friend, my friends who work out say it's excessive. Um, but it's like when you have a, a set that you want to do, like you have three of 10 and then you do that two times. I've been doing like the warm, like doing that workout and specifically until my like body hurts or until the body muscle hurts. And then I start counting afterwards, right? which I hear is excessive, <laughs> but it feels good. It feels good afterwards. Right. And it feels like progress in comparison to like when I used to work out and I wouldn't feel anything. And then I would feel like, oh, I didn't do enough. Right. So like from that standpoint, I think it's a good way of like managing like feeling like you're doing something without going too overboard. Right. But I definitely hear what you're saying about like you're eating them, bring them off. Cause I was in that same boat a little bit ago when I first started losing weight, I was like obsessed and I would go to the gym for three hours every day. And right. one, one time before work, one time after work. And I remember that. Yeah. It's definitely uh, excessive. Uh, did you ever want to stop? Like, was there ever a point where you were like, I, don't want to keep losing weight or I don't want to go to the gym or has there ever been like a, a long period of break time, like more than a month? Definitely during quarantine, I didn't have a choice. Mm -hmm. Um, that was really hard on me, but eventually it, it kind of felt good. You know, I wasn't really concerned about what it looks like until the gym back opened back up. I noticed, you know, I wasn't, I was walking my dog which was cool you know that's exercise but i wasn't tracking it as much as i do when i'm at the gym um so maybe that was like <laughs> healthy i don't know but now that <laughs> it was a good break <laughs> yeah it was a good break um but once the gym back opened back up i was like oh my gosh what is what did i do to my body mm. and you know i jumped back into the addiction as <laughs> <laughs> are you happy where you're at now I don't think I'm ever happy. <laughs> that sounds really depressing, but um, I always, it's hard to look at yourself and not see something that you can fix, I think. Yeah. Or at least for myself, you know, I feel like there's always something I can maybe fix or make better. You know, there's always room to grow. Yeah. I think we all look for him. Uh, we all look to be perfect, especially if like, it kind of sucks when other people are telling you like, oh, you look so good. And you look in the mirror and you're like, I look like Shrek. Yeah, <laughs> like, right. like, what are you talking about? Like, like, did you, are you looking at this? Like, do you see what I see? Yeah, I would hate it because last summer I was out with, not sorry, summer before, but I was out with my friend Tram and Steven. They would be like, oh, you look so good. You lost so much weight. And I'd be like, I look hideous. <laughs> I was like, please don't look at me. <laughs> like, I need you to cover your eyes. I totally get that because you know, after you lose weight, you get so many compliments, but you still feel like there's so much more to go. Yeah, you feel like you're only halfway there, and there's so much more you could be doing, and it kind of sucks. It sucks. Yeah, yeah, it does. Because I think deep down, I always still see myself as where I was. Yeah. And it's, it, it'll never hit me until it's like, I'll probably when I'm old, I'll be like, wow, I looked great. Yeah, you'll look back <laughs> and you'll be like, ah, I didn't have wrinkles. <laughs> that, was, that was a good time. <laughs> It's definitely, it's definitely a harder part of losing weight. There's a lot of hard parts about losing weight and it kind of is ass. And no one really talks about that too much okay. about like afterwards, like after you lost the weight, then what? Cause then it's like any transformation. Like if you like, it's like people that move across the world constantly. It's like, okay, you move from here to here. 
but now you're looking what second you get there you're like okay where else am i gonna go yeah what's next yeah because then you get in that like okay i'm comfortable here but i don't want to be comfortable i want to keep going right because you just went over like a, a huge change for your body like it's like the losing weight is a huge progression but it just it feels weird to just you know stop and be happy where you are because you started from a place where you really wanted to change and mm -hmm. i don't I think it's hard to cut that tie with that feeling. Yeah. I feel like especially in the world now, because like we, I feel like, I feel like at least I grew up like in a world where it was like, okay, if you want to be a millionaire, if you want to be a billionaire, if you want to work for yourself, you have to keep going no right. matter what. So you have to keep constantly pushing forward. And it's like, okay, but where do I stop? And they're like, no, you don't fucking stop. You just keep going. <laughs> and they're like, okay, but eventually wh where? <laughs> like. What do, I, do I go in a circle? And they're like straight. And it's like, okay, that's not going to work. <laughs> yeah, like, what's the success? <laughs> yeah, like, like where, where do I go from here? And it's it's good in some cases, and obviously it's bad in the host book. I totally get that. So do you believe in mind over body? Hmm. I guess that, like, in the sense that, like, I guess like because when I grew up, I remember my one teacher in middle school, whenever we were sad or some student was sad, she'd be like, smile until you're fine. And I never understood that personally because it's like I could smile all fucking day long. It doesn't change anything at all. Like I feel like shit. Yeah, like <laughs> I, I feel like shit. Like don't tell me to smile. <laughs> so do you believe in that mentality of like, like, I guess your mind wants to stop it, but your body's just like... Mm. I hear mind over matter all the time. I think I spent a lot of my life, you know, smiling through the pain and it never made it stop. And I think the best thing is really to, you know, express those feelings and let them come out. Like there's, it's, you'll just bottle it up until you explode. If you fake it till you make it, you know, mm. at some point you just got to let it out. Cause what's the point of faking it? You know, I think, when we were younger, you know, mental health was really stigmatized at that point. And these days, it, I, it's becoming more of an open discussion. You know, people are a lot more comfortable talking about what they've been through, um, how they're feeling now. Like, I meet people to this day, and they'll be like, yeah, I have really bad anxiety, just upfront about it. And it's really cool to see that change. So I don't think fake it till you make it is going to be present in, you know, future conversations. And I think it's slowly dying as a a coping mechanism and i think that's good i think people being able to actually express their emotions and be not comfortable but comfortable expressing them will really make a change in how we see mental health and how we deal with it because resources aren't always readily available for people but being able to feel comfort in expressing them to whoever is available to you will really make a difference in the long-term effects of mental health, I think. Even if it's talking to one person. Right. And it can be anybody, stranger. I don't know. I know sometimes I feel comfortable talking to strangers than I do people I know. Just walk, pull strangers out, be like, I'm sad, and just right. running away. Right. <laughs> um, I feel like because during my, like, I had an acting class the other day, and they gave us, like, a script to just, like, read randomly. And I feel like it was, it's kind of in simulation to mental health it's kind of weird how not anxious I was doing the one I didn't know in comparison to the one I had studied for. And like, sometimes it is a lot more comfortable to tell someone you don't know 
like how you're feeling compared to people you do know. Right. And I feel like that's why a lot of people like go online and have like web friends and online friends because it's easier to tell them than to the person you see every day because then you feel like they're looking at you a little differently because you're anxious or you have depression or whatever it may be. I think that's definitely true. Like I, for a while, I hid and had a lot of friends online and it was much easier to speak about what I was feeling to someone that doesn't really have a bias towards me, you know? If I speak to maybe my friends or my moms, I know that they care about me a lot. And if I say I'm not feeling well, then I'm worried about them being worried about me, you know? Mm -hmm. So talking to a stranger, they don't have that bias. They just genuinely want to know what's going on Yeah, and want to talk about it. And I think it's really cool that we're able to have access to things like Discord or social media where you're able to just meet people that are in kind of the same boat, but don't actually know you. Discord's a blessing. It is. It's the best thing ever. <laughs> you have like 90 friends just talking about your feelings. 90? I've got like five. But listen, I'll still, I'll still go in there and bitch and complain all day long for no reason whatsoever. Um, so in, in consideration to your own mental health, how have you coped with it? Like in general so far? I don't like your smile. <laughs> I have a track rather, a record of not healthy coping mechanisms. Um, I've struggled with mental health my entire life. I'm going to be a little honest and put things out there right now because hopefully that's good for me. (laughs) My therapist suggested it. So we're going to try. So I apologize for anybody that hears this. Shout out to her. (laughs) (laughs) Um, you know, I've, I saw a therapist since I was seven years old. You know, I've always been anxious and had some sort of, um, emotional issues. I've been through a lot of things in my life, as many people have, and I never really found the right diagnosis until this past year, you know, Um, and my coping mechanisms, because I never really had that true diagnosis, I didn't know what was wrong with me, not that it's wrong, but I didn't know what was going on with me, I was very self-destructive, you know, I looked for some sense of control, and I would just take it out of myself, whether it be you know, self-harm, um, restricting my diet or over-exercising, things like that. I never really found any sense of control. So I think I, I did it to myself in harmful ways. And now that I'm older and able to really see the, the difference in what I did back then and what I could do now, it's incredible. Um, it's cool to see that things like you know, going for a walk, listening to music or reading a book, it's a little escape. Like, you, I don't know, it's, I I can get away for a second and it's, it's healthy. I'm, I'm feeding my brain when I read or listening to a podcast. (laughs) Shout out. (laughs) Um, I'm really trying healthy ways. I started journaling, which is pretty cool. Nice. Um, Uh, My therapist sends me like these little exercises where it's like meditate for an hour a day and just scribble on a paper, whatever you're thinking about when you're meditating. And I have like a journal full of random thoughts that I've had. And she tells me, you know, a day after go back and look at those and reflect on it. And it's really cool to see, you know, when you're trying to think about nothing where your brain's at. Mm I think spending more time with myself in less of a hateful way has been beneficial to just let myself 
think and really pour that out into a place has been incredible. You know, I was mean to myself for a very long time and I think I'm really making a transition where I can healthily get myself better. You're doing good so far. Thank you. I'm trying. <laughs> I'm finally trying. I feel that because I used to be very self-destructive too. And I still am, but like I've what I've tried to do instead of like I guess getting rid of it altogether is like I'm self-destructive in like tiny, tiny ways that aren't like major, but I guess because my mind's so used to all the negativity and the self-destructiveness that I do it in tiny ways so that my mind's comfortable right. with it. Because I've, at least I feel like no matter what, I, I never want, it's weird how I've always been, but I, I never want my anxiety or depression to go away completely because I feel like if it goes away, like that's strangely a part of me. It's who I am at my core, even if it's just like a little bit, just like me having anxiety over, I can't find a book or I can't find a piece of paper to write on. And strangely enough, it's what makes me feel comfortable like i don't aim for perfectionism i don't aim to be perfect i don't want to live in a world where it's all sunshines and rainbows because like i feel like those that depression and that anxiety makes the good moments feel like 10 times better exactly because like i remember like when i first started like about two years ago when i still go out with friends and all that like when there would be a time when i was sad my friends would invite me out and that those were like the best times because like it's like ear off Winnie the Pooh. It's like he's sad and like clearly something's wrong, but like his friends are still like, come on, right. come on, like let's go somewhere. And he's like, I don't want to go. And they're like, come on, <laughs> like we're dragging you along. Like I feel like that's always a good time. I, and... I agree. When you said um, you don't want it to go away, mm -hmm. I, I it, there's some comfort in that. I definitely believe that. Um, I don't know who I'd be if I wasn't you know, a little mentally ill. I, I think feel like I'd be a freak, right? I know. <laughs> I don't know what I would imagine. Like, I can't even imagine what it would be to not have that sort of struggle. And that's uncomfortable, yeah. as sad as that sounds. But I definitely think having maybe a little throughout my life is okay. Yeah, like, just like a little bit to make you feel that you're you still. Right. Um, things in moderation are good, as sad as it is. Like, I don't think mental illness will ever go away. But progression, not perfection. Yeah. Hopefully it's not like to the point where it's like you're screaming off the walls, but you can definitely like <laughs> have a day or two where yeah, have a day or two where you just want to take time to yourself and relax and leave everyone alone and turn off your phone and go for a walk with Lucy, you know, <laughs> she does not like she wants to go for a walk at all right now. No, she's sleeping. <laughs> hey girl. So, um, you talked about going to the gym, obviously, you know, um, healthy foods that kind of is a part of fitness and all that, do you have any advice for people that don't have those resources? So in the beginning of quarantine, I did lose my job from the gym. You know, everybody got laid off. Everybody lost their job. Mm -hmm. And financially, I wasn't really able to afford resources, even though they weren't open. <laughs> um, and I kind of looked on social media for like at home workouts. And it was like, I was using like a, a gallon jug of like juice as a weight. You know, you could really make things work with what you got. It just, don't be embarrassed about it. That was a, like, struggling is embarrassing, but everybody struggles in some way, financially, mentally, something. No one's perfect as much as it seems like everybody is. That's how we see people through a lens on social media. So I think 
healthy foods are expensive when you go to a store. The best thing about summertime is, at least in our area, a lot of people have stands where they sell their produce they sell, like especially locally on that street over there. On the near the Hamilton Mall, right? Yeah, right down that street, there's like three or four of them. There's a bunch of like elderly people that just want to sell their fruits and veggies and it's cheap. And I always go and say hello and I grab some stuff, you know, <laughs> and it's not as expensive as it is in the store. So it did take some research for me to find these places. You know, I looked online for local farmers markets. Um, I've even tried to grow it in my backyard, but my dog eats them all the time. So that doesn't work so well. Um, it's hard. It's hard when you don't have access to the resources, but there's, there's alternatives. Um, you don't have to go to a gym to get fit. You can go for a walk, you know, walking is great for you. It's good for your heart. Um, it may not feel like as much work as lifting weights would be, but it's incredibly good for you. Even if you can go for a job, jumping rope, that's awesome. That's hard. Jumping rope is it's, very tough. That's why boxers do it. Right. <laughs> and that hurts my calves. Listen, I'm right there with you. <laughs> I have a jump rope in my closet that's been hung there for, I don't even know how long, because I can't, I just can't do it. Um, what else? Resistance bands. You can buy those at Walmart. They're pretty cheap. And you can do a lot with them. You know, resistance bands are good for movement. It's good for your joints. And you don't have to lift weights at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. You know, if you want to build muscle mass, your body weight helps you push-ups, calisthenics. There's things that you can do. It just takes a little bit of research. And Social media is great for that. I'll look up at-home workouts all the time on Instagram, and I find a million and ten things that I could do. There's so many resources on Instagram. You, YouTube is like the place for home workouts with Chloe Ting. Oh, my uh, gosh, yes. You ever watch Will Tennyson? Yes. He has a bunch. Uh, Matt does fitness. Like, all of those, they just have so many videos. There's – I first started – when I first – before I went to the gym, I was 18. I would do Pilates. There's, like, this mm -hmm. one woman who is very famous for her Pilates YouTube channel. And that's just basically calisthenics. You work with your body weight, and it's amazing for toning muscles. You know, you can get as fit as possible doing Pilates, and you don't have to buy anything. Watch a YouTube video and just move with the weight you have on your body, and it, it's great for you. You don't – have to go to a gym to get fit you don't have to go out and buy these extra things you can work with what you got and you know be the best version of yourself you don't have to be what everybody else is i've heard that yoga is a good workout and i love yoga oh god bless you because i can't stand it really <laughs> i've tried i did it in high school and i tried a little bit in college and i just my body does not do <laughs> the downward dog and the okay. upward whatever and it's just there's so much involved and i know it's some people's cup of tea and like i respect it because i tried to do it and it was i'd rather lift 200 pound weights i'm fine doing that <laughs> just i like having that time to myself all right my I'm, I'm probably not good at it. Like if someone professional looked at my phone, they're probably like, oh, goodness. <laughs> but it feels good. You know, in the morning, I'll have my coffee. I'll do yoga. And then I take her for a walk. <clears throat> but it's like 20 minutes a day. I watch a little yoga, wake up. My muscles feel good. They feel stretched. I just, mm -hmm. it's a, it's a really good feeling. I don't know how to describe it. 
It's a nice ball. <laughs> yeah. And then before bed, it's like really relaxing way to exercise. You know, stretching is really good for your body. Mm-hmm. So even if you can't do it, I recommend trying. I'll try it again soon. <laughs> is there anything else you wanted to say before we close it out? Thanks for listening to me. <laughs> I know I'm a little uh, jumpy, but it was cool talking about stuff. It's uncomfortable. Of course. Did you <laughs> want to shout out your Instagrams or anything? Okay. Um, my Instagram is Lillian Long. I think that's it. Okay. <laughs> I'll put it in the description if you want. It's <laughs> cool. Yeah. Um, I do have a fitness um, Instagram that I'm trying to work on. It's really hard to be um, transparent in that way because fitness is like a really intimate journey. But my Instagram for that is Lil Mindful. So L I L and then Mindful. Nice. All right, guys, so that's going to be this episode. Thanks, Lillian. You were the best. (laughs) Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. Of course. And I will see you guys next week. I hope you have a good day. I hope you have a good week. And I'll see you guys again. Bye now.